Hello and welcome back to another edition of the Colts Convert Podcast. This is your host, Derek. And today I am going to get into part two of my 2020 fantasy football rankings. I had a great time breaking down one through 10 of my rankings last episode. So I'm going to continue with 11 through 15 today. And going to continue breaking down these players as if we're participating in a PPR league, one point per reception. And just to kind of give a perspective here, if we're playing in a 10-team league, these players, 11 through 15, now we're starting to get in the beginning of the second round. But similar to the first round, you know, these first couple rounds, I'm still looking for that elite production and that elite consistency You really want a high floor for these first two round picks. You just want to try to increase your chances of just having that production week in and week out. Someone that you can really count on throughout the entire season. So really no one better to start today off with. Number 11, got to go with Julio Jones. You talk about consistency. Julio Jones has had an unbelievable career. Very, very elite and very, very consistent. And similar to Michael Thomas we were talking about yesterday, you almost forget how great Julio Jones is because of how consistent he is year in and year out. And it is a shame that you kind of take him for granted considering just how great of an athlete he is and how great of a receiver he is. He ties both of those together so well and it's very rare to have that combination of technical skills at the receiver position combined with the freak athleticism that he provides his offense so last year was really no exception to his productivity 99 catches 1394 yards receiving six touchdowns the last six seasons he's had at least 1,350 yards receiving. So you kind of know what you're going to get from Julio at this point. His floor is one of the higher floors of any receiver. You can kind of expect just as his floor, 90 plus catches, 1,300 plus yards, probably about five touchdowns. If there's any criticism of Julio over his career, it's been the surprising lack of touchdowns year in and year out for someone that size that height with that type of jumping ability you would expect him to have more opportunities in the red zone but still you can expect about five touchdowns from Julio a season and I expect him to actually have more touchdowns than he did last season Uh, he had six touchdowns last season I expect with Austin Hooper moving on to the Browns I think that will free up some more red zone opportunities for Julio this season. So I actually expect him to have more touchdowns than he did last season. Julio Jones, really, you can make an argument for him being in the top 10, but he's definitely going to be one of the top receivers year in and year out. When he's on the field, he's productive, and he has that elite consistency that you're looking for in the first two rounds. Moving on to number 12, I'm going with Austin Eckler, running back 
for the Los Angeles Chargers. Had a breakout season last year for the Chargers as a do-it-all receiving back. 92 receptions, 8 receiving touchdowns out of the backfield. Very impressive receiver. And had 132 attempts last season rushing. So it's going to be very interesting this season to see what his role is in the running game. Melvin Gordon is no longer a Charger. He's now with the Broncos. So Eckler is really the only proven running back in that season, uh, coming back from last season in that Chargers offense. I know there's some hype behind Justin Jackson, some of the other running backs for the Chargers. So we'll see who ends up being that second back for the Chargers. You expect them to have a one-two punch, at least in the running game. But I do expect Eckler to have some more opportunities in the run game. I think he will be over his attempts from last season. I think he'll have more than 132 attempts this season. And I think he'll have more red zone opportunities in the run game. He had three rushing touchdowns last season. I, I'm looking closer to five touchdowns in that range rushing. I think he'll probably have a regression in his receiving numbers because Phillip Rivers is no longer with the Chargers. But Tyrod Taylor is still that type of quarterback. He's He takes care of the ball. He's not afraid to check down to his receivers, his running backs. So I still feel like that offense will revolve around getting Austin Eckler the ball any way possible and being able to know that he's there for the check down. And still, I think he'll still be very involved in that receiving game as well. Maybe not the 90 catches that he had last season, probably less than eight touchdowns receiving, but he's still going to be very involved in the whole offense, particularly in that receiving game. And with the points per reception format and with the lack of workhorse running backs in the league you're just looking for that volume at this level for me when I'm looking at my running backs in that PPR format and Austin Eckler is going to get a lot of volume in that offense even though there is a new quarterback even if they eventually see how Justin Herbert is towards the end of the season maybe if they transition to Herbert in the middle of the season I still think Eckler fits in to both of those quarterbacks because a young quarterback you want to provide that type of outlet for him to dump the ball off to a receiver like Eckler so I, I still think that the prospects for Eckler to be productive in this offense are very high and I just am a big fan of running back receivers especially in that PPR format and I think Eckler is primed to have another fantastic season. Now, with the with Melvin Gordon leaving, he'll be the main back for the LA Chargers. And then number 13, Chris Godwin, receiver for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And you talk about a breakout. You know, people 
kind of had a feeling that he was on the verge of breaking out last season, but I didn't think he was going to break out like that. He ended up being the guy for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, even outshining a receiver like Mike Evans, who had a very great career so far. And he just broke out and then some last season for the Buccaneers, that high-flying Tampa Bay offense. I think if, even though Jameis Winston obviously did not have the most efficient year last year, had a lot of interceptions, but he still let it rip. And that Bruce Arians offense, they were very, very productive throwing the ball last season. Of course, there's a new quarterback in town. Tom Brady is now with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And while I think it'll be better for the team overall, I'm still a little interested in seeing how this works out for that receiving core there now that Tom Brady is at the helm. There's still that uncertainty. And that's why I think if Winston would have came back, I actually might have had Godwin higher on this list just because just that consistency from year to year is kind of you know what you look for in these first couple rounds. So that uncertainty, I think, dropped Godwin on my list a little bit just because we haven't seen Brady with these set of receivers and we know how important it is for Brady to have receivers that he trusts and we've seen it time and time again that receivers that get that got brought into New England that you thought were going to hit it off with Brady they didn't necessarily have the numbers that you expected them to have if you looked at their past production so there is that uncertainty with how the chemistry is going to be with these receivers. But Godwin had such a great year last year and his skill set and his productivity, I mean, he's still a very young receiver, is nowhere close to his prime yet. He showed us what he could do last season. I expect that production to continue throughout these next few seasons and if there anyone if there's any new receiver on that team that's going to hit it off with Brady I think it's going to be Chris Godwin because of his strength from the slot and again we've seen time and time again Tom Brady if he's going to latch on to to a receiver it's going to be a slot receiver with from Wes Welker to Julian Edelman he loves his slot guys, guys that he can trust, dump the ball down to. And Chris Godwin had over 60% of his snaps last season from the slot. So I think Godwin will thrive in this new Tom Brady-led offense. I'm not sure if the touchdowns will be there like they were last year. He had nine touchdowns. He had over 1,300 yards. I, I think those might both decrease slightly, but I think that the catches actually will increase because of this offense being a little bit more efficient, being a little bit more focused on the short to intermediate passing game. 
I think Godwin will have a chance to be closer to 100 catches this season and be that prime target for Tom Brady in the slot. So look for Godwin to improve on that season from last year and to break out even more now that he'll be one of the main targets for Tom Brady in that new and improved Tampa Bay Buccaneers offense. So 13 for Chris Godwin. 14, I'm going Leonard Fournette. That might be a little bit of a surprise to some of you out there listening. But hey, sometimes you got to switch things up. And he's probably a little higher on my list than most people's lists. But I really like what Leonard Fournette has done in his career. And especially last season in that new look uh, Jacksonville Jaguars offense. It was led by Gardner Minshew for most of the season. They're going to give Gardner another shot to prove that he can be a starting quarterback in the league this year. But Fournette really showed that he can be an all-around back last season, had 76 catches, and I think they're going to continue to try to get him the ball in a variety of ways. I think they're going to continue to include him in the passing game as well. I know he hasn't had that consistent production as a receiving back, but I think last year, it, I don't think it was an exception because they did bring in a new offensive coordinator last year that is that likes to involve his backs a lot more. So you kind of saw that with the production from Fournette last year with those 76 catches. Even if he doesn't have the 76 catches, I think he'll still have 50-plus catches in that offense this year. And... I think he's due for a boost in touchdowns. Only had three touchdowns last season, and that's just unacceptable to me. For a player like that who's that physical, it's really shocking that the Jaguars didn't get him more involved in the red zone and get him some more touchdowns. So I think he's due for a regression in a positive direction. Um, And... I, th- I think he's going to be closer to five or six touchdowns at least this season. So again, running backs, that production, that workhorse type quality, I value that a lot when I'm looking in my first couple of rounds. I want to make sure that I have at least one of those workhorse type backs in the first few rounds, if not two of those guys. So Fournette is in that category for me. He's one of those rare running backs in the league that provides those workhorse qualities from both the running perspective and the receiving perspective. So he's he's high on my list, and I think he deserves to be in that second-round conversation. And then to wrap up today, I'll wrap up with number 15, and I'm going first tight end on the list, Travis Kelsey. Not a surprise that Travis Kelsey is the number one tight end on my list because he fits that theme of consistency, elite consistency, and elite production. 
from by now, we kind of know what we're going to get from Travis Kelsey. And that is unbelievable production from the tight end position, almost bordering on production from a top receiver in your offense. And you add in just how crazy productive that Kansas City Chiefs offense is with Pat Mahomes slinging the ball all over the field. He loves throwing to Travis Kelsey, and I'm sure Travis Kelsey loves catching Pat Mahomes' passes because he gets involved, and you know that he's going to be one of the focal points of one of the most dominant offenses that at least I've seen in a long time. And it just shows from his numbers. 97 catches last season. He's had four straight seasons with 1,000 yards receiving. He had five touchdowns last season, which was actually less than he usually is used to seeing the red zone or seeing the end zone. He had, before last season, he had 10 touchdowns in 2018 and eight touchdowns in 2017. So I actually expect those numbers to go up a little bit more. He did have two games where he did not play with Pat Mahomes. He was out, uh, Patrick Mahomes was out with an injury for two games last season during the regular season. That may have led to that decrease in touchdowns. So I, I expect his touchdowns to go up a little bit and I expect him to be around those same type of numbers as far as his catches, as far as his yards, maybe even a little bit higher than last season. So very similar to the running back position, but even more so, it's rare to have tight ends these days that are going to have those types of consistent numbers and have the type of volume that Travis Kelsey has. I know the tight end position is getting a little better. I think it'll be better overall this season, but at the top end of that tight end list, it's just kind of so much better than the rest. And when you talk about, especially Travis Kelsey and George Kittle, they're kind of in a league of their own. And then you could even make a case that Travis Kelsey is in a league of his own separate from George Kittle just because of that production and that volume that he's getting. Uh, he He's in just kind of that elite company when it comes to his amount of targets from the tight end position. So for me, I think he's right in the conversation in the second round, middle of the second round. Some people might even get him at the end of the first round just to try to take care of that tight end position right away. And I want to blame him. I don't know if, if he's a first round guy for me, but if I'm sitting in the middle of the second round, I would be very tempted to take Travis Kelsey just because of that high floor and also the high ceiling that he provides at the tight end position. So that wraps up 11 through 15. I expect to come back with 16 through 20 at some point, probably next week to wrap up my top 20. 
But again, I appreciate you listening to this fantasy football preview. I'm excited as to just continue to dive in to some of these players and to preview the season coming up. But until next time, this is Derek for the Colts Convert Podcast. Have a great rest of your week. Have a great weekend coming up. Holiday weekend coming up here. Enjoy it. Take care. Have a good one.